All right, welcome to another region, or region, another episode of the Coal Region Campfire. We are live here at the Pottsville Historical Society, School County Historical Society. Is that? School County Historical so Society. So we are here with uh, Rick Noggle, uh, who is an expert on Tumbling Run. It's kind of been an interest of mine uh, for a couple of years. Um, if you if you actually Google a couple images, you'll see how how cool it was with all the houses on the um, uh, on the river there um, reservoir. But before we get to Rick, uh, I'm actually going to do something a little different here. I'm going to read uh, our sponsor, Darren J. March. You guys know him. He is a certified financial planner with Raymond James. So you guys know the routine here. Before investing your hard-earned money, make sure your financial advisor understands your objectives. Darren is a certified financial planner with Raymond James. He's um, has been assisting clients in Northeast Pennsylvania for more than 18 years. Uh, he was born and raised and lived in Pottsville, played at Rotary, pubs. Um, so if you need stocks, mutual funds, ETFs, or tax-free bombs, or maybe you have an old retirement plan to roll over, or your advisor just doesn't keep in touch, Darren is the guy to call. 570-640-8010 or email him at darren.march at raymondjames.com. House calls and consultations are free. And like I said, I, he did a house call with me. It was great. Uh, we chatted for a little bit. Very enjoyable. Raymond James Financial Services, member FINRA SIPC, Investment Advisory Services offered through Raymond James Financial Services Advisors, Inc. And also we are sponsored by the 2016 Club. Uh, and now we have Rick here. So, Rick, what? tell us about Tumbling Run. I'm going to let you do your thing. I know you, you give a lot of talks on it locally. Give us kind of the highlights of how cool this uh, place was. Uh, well, uh, back in its heyday, it was an extremely popular place. Uh, the dams themselves were created in 1834 and 1836. Uh, the initial use was to provide a constant water supply for the Schuylkill Canal. Uh, because of an expansion they were doing in 1833, they needed bigger boats. If you want to uh, go back to the Jaws movie, we need a bigger boat. Hmm. The canals wanted bigger boats to carry more tonnage, so they developed the dams just for the purpose of supplying water. And uh, for the first, oh, 50 years or so of its existence, that's pretty much what it did. Uh, you had people would come up through the Tumbling Run Valley to do picnics. Uh, different uh, organizations from Pottsville in the area would go up there for picnics or meetings, especially mm -hmm. during the summertime. Uh, but it was about 1890 when the resort itself started. Uh, and pretty much what really helped develop that was the Schuylkill Electric, Way, Electric Railway uh, the trolley system at the time laid trackage up into the Tumbling Run Valley. Okay. And it was a win-win a, a for them. They, they helped to develop the resort, and then, of course, they had all the passenger traffic because that was the only mode of transportation, pretty much, other than walking or by wagon uh, at that time. Uh, they laid their tracks. Yeah, in, that's just a computer that's going <laughs> to blow up here. <laughs> uh, they laid their tracks in, in 1891. And uh, the heyday was like from 1890 to 1914. Uh, by that time, it was pretty much gone. But to go back to uh, when it was very much flourishing, uh, in 1908, for example, they, they record that they had during this, the three-month period, which was pretty much Memorial Day to Labor Day, mm -hmm. what people consider summer today, uh, they had attendance there of 750,000 people. Now, if you look at the, you know, when you think back to what the population was sure. of this area, and the modes of transportation, uh, that's pretty significant. Now, were they coming up from Philly, everywhere? Or? From everywhere, yeah. A lot of the people, you know, from the bigger cities saw this as a, you know, a place to go. Like, you know, people go to the Poconos, say, today. Right. This was considered a place to go. And uh, 
the trolley system also laid trackage down to Schuylkill Haven and Orgsburg okay. to service that portion of the county to bring people up to. Uh, those tracks were laid in 1897, I believe, if I recall. And of course, that brought people up from that part of the county. Um, you had a great many things to do there. Uh, the, the dam, of course, it was centered around the dam, but you had a midway where they had a merry-go-round, they had a roller skating rink, they had a dance pavilion. Uh, for five cents, you could take a steamboat ride around the upper reservoir. It, it was focused on the upper reservoir, not the lower mm -hmm. reservoir. Uh, they had uh, a campground up there. Uh, there was uh, the hotel. The hotel Tumbling Run was up there. It was considered very, uh, you know, high class. Yeah, I saw stay. the pictures. It even had like a like an ice cream. Like yes. you're looking at. Yeah, they had all kinds of. Uh, you know, different stands there, like you would see at an amusement park. Like if you went to Nobles today, right. they had popcorn yeah, stand, had ice, ice cream, cream stand, yeah. everything. Oh, wow, look at this, beautiful. And the hotel uh, would also host shows. Back in the day, they would have vaudeville. Okay. Opera, opera singers would come in, dance troops would come in. Uh, I mean, it was kind of like the, uh, you know, the higher class entertainment for the right. day. Because uh, around, the, around the upper dam, there were over 80 boathouses. And these boathouses were either owned individually by the wealthy, mm -hmm. especially from Pottsville in the, the immediate area, and some of them were owned by groups or clubs. And it was, it was kind of a competitive thing. They, they named their boathouses. There was the Magnolia, the Whippoorwill, the Ferret. They all named their boathouses. Right. And uh, they would have, uh, several times during the summer, they would have the, what they called the Tumbling Run Navy, would have their regatta where all the people would bring their boats out on the dam and, and do a couple laps around the dam showing off their boats all decorated right, right, right. and everything. Uh, so it was, uh, there was a lot of activity. Now there. was, uh, like I see like the ice cream thing, was that, was that Tumlin Run Dairy? Open no, no, that was, that was, I, I mean, honestly, I don't know for sure what was serving that, but yeah. at that time it could have been anybody's ice cream that so they were So it was like Heisler's open at that point? Or? No, okay. no, no. Um, but like I say, it was just it was just a lot of people. There was a baseball stadium there also. Get out. There was a baseball stadium uh, up on the hill behind the hotel. Uh, it was the Pottsville Colts. They played in the Atlantic League. They played teams from uh, like Allentown, Williamsport, uh, from New Jersey, uh, and it, it was a it was a rather impressive stadium. Not like you think of a stadium today, but for that time period, they had a, a very nice uh, seating arrangement there for the baseball field. So. You said 1908 was like the heyday, right? Oh, uh, that was well. That was the year that they uh, uh, counted that they had about 750,000 people. Okay. But the heyday itself was from 1890 to 1914. Uh, what had happened is in 1912. Now you have the Reading Company or the Reading Railroad that mm -hmm. owns the dams. They kind of actually took control of them in 1870 when they bailed out the canal financially. So in 1912, they decided they, decide they didn't want any more swimming in the dam. And uh, within a couple of years, they started saying to everybody, you're out of here. Because the, the houses, the boathouse were more or less just leasing the land. Gotcha, okay. And uh, the Reading Company decided they didn't want, they didn't want all this hubbub there anymore. And the, the one reasoning I, I saw during my research, which I found rather humorous, is they were using the, they wanted to use the water out of Tumbling Run to pump it over the mountain 
to the collieries to clean coal and they didn't want the water they were using to be polluted. Or, <laughs> I'm like, you're cleaning coal. Right. <laughs> yeah, how clean does the water have to be? But that was like one of the reasons they gave that they wanted everybody out of there. I'm seeing like a, a slide here. Is that they had you? a slide there. Yeah, I mean, uh, they, I mean, you name it. It was, I mean, for, for, for its day, it was very, very well developed. So, okay, so if you, if you owned a house there, you, you were just leasing it, technically. Yes, yes, which is why in 1914 they said, you know, everybody out of the pool. And, and, that, and that was like, a, like someone pulled the plug on it? Or yeah, what? exactly. I was just going to say that's pretty much what they did is pull the plug. All the boathouses were abandoned and torn down. Uh, the skeleton of the hotel remained there a little longer. Uh, and one of the more interesting things is they had a merry-go-round. Uh, the skeleton of that was still there, but what they ended up doing is they dismantled it and took it down to Willow Lake and Schuylkill Haven and set it up down there for Willow Lake, which was, you know, the Schuylkill Haven sure. area's place to go for entertainment. Right. So the carousel did live on after Tumbling Run was Any idea where that carousel is at now? No, I've actually, I knew people that, have, the families that uh, have owned that over the years, and I've always said, you know, did you ever find any pieces yeah. laying around or anything, but it kind of just disappeared so when did they actually take down the houses there uh they were mostly in 1913 1914 is when they started tearing them out and you can still see foundations up there oh really yeah um uh, the foundations of some of them are still there and some of the other uh, infrastructure that was there and you can kind of when you first walk in off of uh, tumbling around road you can kind of see where the hotel was it sat back against the side of the mountain right. there but, uh, now the steamboat was there like gambling or anything on it or no it was just it was just a small launch okay it was called the steam launch uh, you know maybe from the pictures I've seen I have pictures of it I'm gonna say like maybe 20 people or something could be on it perhaps and uh, like I say just for a nickel they could take a ride they could take a ride around the, uh, the oh reservoir. okay now, is there any uh, interesting stories, ghosts or anything like that up there? Yeah, there's a couple interesting stories which uh, I used during my uh, talks on, on Tumbling Run. Uh, back in July of, 19, of 1879, uh, a man uh, was coming with his horse and wagon down through the Tumbling Run Valley, and he heard a rustling in the bushes off to the right, and he saw what he said was a, a snake devouring a whole chicken. And the reason it could do this is he said this snake was 15 to 20 feet long and was thick round as a man's leg. So uh, he said he followed this snake, he startled it, and he said it went out into the, the reservoir and started across the reservoir. And as he described it, at that time it didn't exist, but it, it would look like the Loch Ness Monster right. because it had its head out of the water huh. going across the dam and went onto the bank on the far side. And he said when he went over, there was a path seven inches wide where this snake went up. And he went into uh, the Miner's Journal newspaper office, all you know, excited about this. And uh, they sent somebody out with him to look for it. And that they found the path on the other side, but they never found the rest of the path or the snake. And the Miner's Journal said that the man uh, was known as a temperate man, so they were pretty sure what he was saying was the truth, that he wasn't, you know, right. drunk or loaded yeah, yeah. at the time when, when he made the story huh. up. And it never, ne no one ever saw they, it again? No, that no was, I never, I, in my research, I've never seen anything yeah. about it again. Uh, one, the, the most, to me, the most interesting story up there, and it actually, uh, it was in newspapers across the country at the time when it was happening. There was a, a Civil War veteran by the name of Hal Thomas who had a farm up in the Tumbling Run Valley, and he lived there with his daughter Mary. And he had a sister 
Mrs. Potts, who lived in Orgsburg, and they did not get along. And he claimed that she put a hex on him. Hmm. And he said that this hex started when a black cat suddenly showed up on his property. And what he and his daughter claimed is that this cat would change shape and morph and could be as high as four feet tall. Hmm. And he said once this cat appeared, their crops were ruined, their orchard, nothing with the apples would rot before they would just drop right. off the trees, their livestock died, the house was in ruin. Uh, people who visited him said the house smelled like sulfur, like, you know, you were at the gates of yeah. hell or whatever. And, uh, you know, like I said, it, it received attention across the country. So um, they sought out fortune tellers and talisman across the country for help. Uh, one man from California said they needed to get a gold piece and melt it down and make gold bullets to kill the cat. Hmm. And the, the spell would go away. Um, like I said... It, the attention it received, a, a band from Pottsville went to Lehighton to perform at a festival, and they were literally shunned. Nobody wanted to get near them because they thought, oh, you're, you're from that place where the spell is. And in the newspaper, it says they were basically shunned by everybody there because it was like, ooh, right. look, look who it is. It's those guys from Pottsville where that, they call it the Hex Cat Man. That's what he was known as, the Hex Cat Man. Um, so after he died, uh, his, his funeral at his home was uh, it was at a home here in Pottsville, and it was rather uh, disturbed because there was fussing going on with the daughter and the her what would have been her aunt and everything. So the farmers in the area said, "Well, we're going to take care of this this hex cat." And after he had died, uh, they all got together. They had crucifixes and talisman, and they had they actually had silver and gold bullets, and they met at the farm in Tumbling Run after Howell died to say to the daughter, we're going to take care of this for you, and the cat never showed up again. So, of course, the doubters were saying, well, that never showed up because it was never there. It right. was a hoax all along, but the farmers said, no, 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 no. It was, it was our power and the power of God with our crucifixes and talisman that, that scared it away. And then, literally, it just dropped out of sight of the newspapers after huh. that. Dude, now, I, was there any, any like proof that the, the crops were going bad or anything like that? Just, people that went there said the place was in ruins. Now, was it in ruins because of the hex or because right. the guy had it in his head so he didn't take care yeah, of right, everything, right, right. you know? But it, I, like I say, I mean, I, I found it in newspapers during research everywhere. It was like front page news. Hmm. It was... Uh, you know, it was a very interesting story, to say the least. Absolutely. Now, uh, today, was, has there any been every, any talk, like, over the years that they would try to put houses back out there? Or anything uh, like that? I think it was 1935, uh, about 1935, or 1933, the Republican, Republican, was making a big push for somebody to buy it, mm -hmm. uh, like, a, like the city to buy it. Right. Because Pottsville itself never owned it. But who owns it now? Schuylkill Haven Borough. Oh, Schuylkill Haven owns Tumlin Run. Yes, they purchased it in 1945 for $100,000. So they own both dams and the entire watershed going out towards Gears Dairy. Oh, wow. Okay. I forget how many acres it is, but it's a huge plot. So Pottsville gets their water from Indian Run? I guess they do, and I think that's where they do. I'm, okay. I'm so Pottsville owns Indian Run? Is that, is that how? I, it? I believe so. Okay. But Schuylkill Haven has the two Tumlin Run dams, and uh, they've, like I said, they've had them since 1945. Uh, going back to the Republican, uh, 1933, they actually put a plot plan in the newspaper, which I have on my website, where they wanted, like, houses 
like you would a development today, right? Housing, uh, entertainment areas, the boat launch. They wanted to to bring it back, but it, it never came to fruition. Uh, and now, of course, because it's the water supply, you can't do anything. You can't, there. even if you wanted to. No, you can't because of the, you know, the, the rules and regs because right. of uh, the quality of the water. You're not even allowed to fish there. People do, but right, you're, right, not, right. you're not permitted to. Wow. Um, so what's your website, just so people uh, can go to? www.schuylehavenhistory.com. Okay. I've had it going. Uh, this is, I'm into my 13th year. Um, I have a, a page within there. There's 18 sections within my website. Uh, Tumbling Run is one of those. I have... I'm is there pictures on there and stuff? Yeah, I have like maybe 60, 70 pictures. Oh, okay, and Probably Good. close to 100 stories up from what happened at wow. Tumbling Run. Uh, my website itself, I have almost 4,000 stories and over 2,000 pictures. On oh, that's it. awesome. So it's, you can okay, spend good. a lot of time on that. Um, now, what, what would be your dream for Tumbling Run? Uh, well, it would be nice. I mean, a lot of people, when I post the pictures, because I also do a Schuylkill Haven History Facebook page where I post pictures every day. Yeah. And I post a lot of Tumbling Run pictures, and everybody's always like, you know, oh, wouldn't that be great if it came yeah. back? I think there's, it would be great if it could, but I, it will, it will it never just, happen. Yeah, regulation. It will never happen. But uh, it was, like I say, it was quite the place at the time. Yeah, and, and pictures look awesome. And like I said, like, like this picture looks like, is that from 19? These, uh, these, most of my postcards are between 1900 and 1910. Okay. So, uh, you know, this gives you an idea of, you know, like I say, it was, it was crowded. Yeah. Uh, actually, on my website, on the Tumbling Run page, I have maps that show you where all the boathouses were where the hotel was, the baseball field, and everything else. Cool. Well, thanks so much, Rick. This is uh, definitely uh, interesting and entertaining, and I'm sure our listeners are going to... It's, it's, drought has emptied it several times. Uh, as I told you earlier, my dad was the supervisor of the water treatment plant up there for about 30 mm -hmm. years. And I know one time when I was a kid, it, it, there was a heavy drought, and we went up there, walked the dam, and got a lot of old bottles. Because oh, they would cool. take people out in their canoes and on the boats right, right, to right. wash the bottles, and we got a lot of old. And were they bottles. mostly Yingling or? No, it was uh, it was a variety, a yeah. variety of bottles, milk bottles, soda bottles. Cool. Awesome. Well, thanks so much, Rick. Sure. And uh, I'm sure I'll have you on for other topics too. But All right. thank you so much. All right.